0: Thank you for listening to episode 226 of 60 Minutes With. I'm Dave, and this is another of our soundcheck interview shows. And in this one, I get to chat with Phil X backstage in Liverpool on the penultimate date of the UK tour of Phil X and the Drills. Now, I've got to start this off by saying Phil X was one of the nicest guys it has ever been my pleasure to meet. He was superb, absolutely superb. I was due to have 15 minutes with him in the dressing room uh, for what you know all our music shows as you probably know by now are you know under the umbrella of soundcheck and this show went on during a soundcheck of course there was two support bands there there is some background noise Uh, you'll hear coffee being made at the beginning and then partway through, you'll hear the thuds of the drum going on as sound check shows were were going on. But just to reiterate uh, about Phil, he was such a gentleman. He was very kind with his time. I was originally down to have 15 minutes with him. And again, if you're a regular listener, you know me. Once I get talking, that's it. It's uh, hard to, to stop me. And uh, before I knew it, 20 minutes had gone. I was just sat there on the couch in Phil's dressing room having a great chat with him. And then, oh, 20 minutes have gone. So I stopped the recorder and we carried on having a chat for 10 minutes as well. It uh, was, was brilliant. The whole band was brilliant. The tour manager was, was great. And of course, this weird time that we're in now was he'd got one more date of the UK tour left. Then they were due to go over into Europe, of which four dates had already been cancelled. And um, yeah, the day after, it was everything's gone even worse, with like flights out of the UK. and this, that and the other. So I'm not sure how everything's going on with the band at the moment. Hopefully he's, uh, he's, he's back home with his kids. He does talk about his kids in this, you, know, which obviously he misses dearly when he's out on the road. I was also due to stay for the actual gig as well. Uh, but once again, regular listeners, you may well know my ongoing health issues. I've been going through, uh, well, for too long, to be perfectly honest with all of you. And they're still ongoing and occasionally getting a little bit worse. So I couldn't stay for the gig. I was absolutely gutted. Uh, not for the reasons of, you know, this whole coronavirus craziness that's going on worldwide. It's personal stuff that's going on with me. I couldn't stand for that amount of time. I was getting uncomfortable. Uh it even got to the point, I was it was debatable, can I get to Liverpool for the interview with Phil? Thankfully, I could. But unfortunately, staying for the gig was just too much for me, so I had to miss out on that. Fingers crossed, him and the band get over here. Into the UK before too long, we do mention about that as well. So again, let's all hope that happens soon and everything becomes normal very quickly indeed. I do ask Phil as well if it's okay to play two songs from Phil X and The Drills on this show and which two songs would it be? If you maybe you're listening to this and you're not familiar with the band, what two songs would give you a flavour of what the uh, what the band's about? So the first song that you picked, I'm going to play for you now. Then when it's finished, we'll go into the interview with Phil. Like I say, there's background noises going on. Going on. Well, we're We're in the dressing room backstage at a venue, so... Yeah, it's not like the shows that we normally do. I like to think it's far more, a bit more exciting when you're actually at the gig as well. So before I talk to Phil, here's the first song that he said to play. It's Phil X and the Drills, Something to Say.
1: I got some to say. I got some to prove. I got someone to love. I got something to prove. I got some to, to, to say.
0: Phil, thank you. Some time Dang. backstage. In, Thanks, man. In Liverpool. Liverpool. Second this place got some history with the rock and roll, man. It's got a lot of music history. Yeah. A hell of a lot of music history. Second to last date of the UK tour. How's it gone so far?
2: Dude, we've been having a blast. It's been really amazing. Um the crowds have been awesome. Uh and you know, you you hope you hope that you get out here and make, make new fans, which we've done as well, because uh, You know, people hear about it, but they don't know what what to expect. And then we, I think we pretty much rock everybody's face off, which is pretty awesome. And then yesterday, we were in Edinburgh, bro. And man, the caves is such a spectacular venue. I don't know if you've been there, but we were all blown away. And (laughs) And the wall behind the band is all stone from a cave from like, we don't know when. And they're like, ah, we can't get the banner up. And I'm like, Who wants to put a banner on that wall? (laughs) It looks amazing. So I love, I love, I love the UK. I always have. I mean, I love, uh, you know, when you're going through different cities and you see different architecture and and then how old it is and going to, um, we were in Bristol, I believe, and we went downstairs to the Salutation Pub where it's like from 1100 something.
0: Wow. It's cool. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and you had a birthday, didn't you? Yesterday, yesterday
2: March 10th. Yeah. I turned. Was it like
0: having a in Scotland?
2: <laughs> well, I got to tell you, I had two cakes <laughs> and I was sunk to three times. And, uh, so two cakes is two wishes, which is really good. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's just, uh, it was really cool just to be like, I mean, it's hard to be away from your family. Yeah. I, yeah. small Yeah. So I'm FaceTiming with my son, and he goes, Daddy, it's not really your birthday until you get back, oh. and we can have it together. And I'm like, and then he chokes you up, you know? So aside from that, it's, it's, it was pretty awesome, because I, I thought we had a really great show last night, and the crowd was awesome, as well as the venue being spectacular. So, yeah, it was really great.
0: Because you traveled all over the world, of course.
2: Yeah, I feel like I've been almost everywhere. I could probably name two places that I haven't been. But at this point, it doesn't matter. Because <laughs> the world's a big place. <laughs> yeah,
0: right? it is. Yeah. Is there any? Do you see any sort of discernible differences where, when you're traveling the world, that's okay? I can tell I'm in the UK now by this, or.
2: Um, well, usually most of the, the scenery, like even driving around from Scotland to to back to the UK, but back to England, it was the you're in a van and watching everything go by. In, in the through the window in the fields and barns and farms and sheep and all that stuff and it's like yeah it's not when you
0: drive through the country in the United States it's, it's not quite the same <laughs> and it's bigger drives as well isn't it? I remember the times so I'd be yeah. America, and you just you drive for hours oh you hours could drive through Texas for a whole day it's crazy <laughs> but um,
2: I just I, what I really like about uh, the UK is that the people are so warm play they just uh, want to they're there to have fun and be entertained but they also you know when you're done they go buy merch and uh, you know it makes the trip worth it you know like we're I mean being in this band and then also being in Bon Jovi they get to see both worlds yeah Yeah. this is a band in shared hotel rooms and then in June and July in the United States um, you know Back to jets and arenas. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you really do see both. That's funny. Which is,
2: I I I feel blessed that I get to do both. I feel fortunate, um, because you know the big band is the mega band, I should say is is a, an, a completely different entity. Because mm-hmm. you know John's telling the stories and I'm adding color, yeah. in the background. And with the drills, you know um, I get to tell the story. My I'm the storyteller, and I. I, I'm selling the lyric and I'm playing it's a hundred percent Phil X on guitar which I really can't do in any other band I, I usually have to hold back <laughs> because it's uh so it's you've got like free range it. just to do what you want well yeah it's, I mean it's one of those things like I, I was jumping around yesterday it was a pretty small stage so I was almost knocked the amp over and wh- <laughs> while the guys are trying to there's two guys back there trying to hold the amp up. I'm like, it's my band, so if I want the amp to fall over, I can fucking kick it yeah. over. <laughs> if I did that in another band, I'd probably get fired.
0: What is the weirdest thing that's happened on stage when you have been on stage with um, any band?
2: Well, it was the drills, but I mean, I, um, I, I get this thing. I, I feel like when we do a finale in this band, I'm almost abducted and not me anymore. And i become this other this alter ego, and I'm outside looking down. And when that happens, anything can happen. And one time, something really bad happened. Like I threw the guitar up, because the, the, the venue before had a really high ceiling, so I could throw the guitar 20 feet up. And it's like, you know, the <laughs> angel on one shoulder and the devil on the other side, yeah. the angel's going, don't do it. You can't even see the ceiling, because it's painted <laughs> black. And the devil's like, do it, man. People want to see that shit. So I threw the guitar straight up, and and the heel hit the ceiling, and the guitar ricocheted in my face. Headstock oh person man. and it me here oh. and here, and I was like, "Okay, you don't really feel anything because the adrenaline yeah. is on is out of control." But I, I go to Dan on bass. I go, "Hey man, um, am I bleeding?" And he looks and goes, "We should stop." <laughs> and that's um that's how that happened. And then you know, next thing I know, I'm holding it together, and they're going to get glue uh flesh adhesive which I think is just crazy glue mm-hmm.
0: yeah yeah super glue just hold it together yeah but yeah it looked like a bot I was in a
2: fight the next day at the studio <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's rock and roll though isn't it, it is rock and, and roll man yeah. yeah you mentioned merch as well I mean merch is such a big thing these days
2: well you know it's like people don't buy I, I'm not buy i am i am one of the musicians that isn't upset that people don't buy music because it was gonna happen anyways You know what I mean? It was, I think it was inevitable, but at the same time, you got to just roll with the punches. And in this case, people still buy tickets and they still buy merch and now they buy VIP packages. Yeah. And you can still make a decent living hitting the road. And I think that's what you want to do. I don't, I don't, I'm not out to go on the road and make a million dollars. I want to pay the band. I want to pay our, our crew. And I want to pay our road manager because he's fantastic and, uh, and come home and play the bills and selling merch and VIP packages and all that stuff. It really helps. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And that's it with, with your touring everywhere. that I mean, like we said, the music industry has changed. Oh yeah. So much, even, you know, even with like Bon Jovi as yeah. well as well it's affected them from. For sure. Record sales has gone down so much because it's like, I'm a year older than you. And how dare you look 20 years younger than me? <laughs> even though I'm only a year old. It's the rock and roll. <laughs> it is. Doing, it's doing well. Um, well, was there any sort of change you had to go through as we went into this digital age or did you just think, oh, well, fuck this and you know, just just keep going on stage? And Because I take it that's the main thing for you is getting up stage, on stage and playing and having that interaction with the audience. I think that that's key.
2: I think interaction, that's the great word. The, and, and people are like, are the, is the interaction different when you're playing in a small venue like mm-hmm. tonight or Wembley Stadium last June? You know, and of course it is, but I mean, I could play in front of twelve people, and I still do the same feel like bit because yeah. that's who I am. As soon as as soon as I strap on the guitar, I'm this cocky bastard that wants to <laughs> sing his ass off and play his ass off, and not let you leave until you're exhausted and going, "That was fucking awesome." Yeah, and that's that's my mission, and I if I can do that. And like i said go home and pay the bills and that,
0: that's I'm, I'm good with that yeah. and you keep busy even on your nights off can you do the master classes i've been doing
2: master classes I, I i even i mean i did it i kind of push it i need the voice of reason like carl our road manager because i almost hey guitar guitar called in glasgow and they want you to do a, a, a master class that night and i'm like hey let's do it and he goes just so you know if you do that master class you don't have a day off for thirteen days, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I probably shouldn't. Do that. <laughs> so he's the voice of reason, and I'm, I'm I'm easy to sway when it makes sense. Yeah. But that said, uh, I did come. I did change my flight to come earlier so I could do the guitar show in Birmingham. I did that, and then the boy, met the boys the next day, and we all drove to Nottingham where we did the first gig on the third. Yeah. So, uh, but even when we were on the road with in in Brazil with. With Bon Jovi, I, I really feel like I hate days off because I'd rather be doing something. Yeah, and I've been there, so it's not like I have to be a tourist, you know. So we did—I did, I did a, a master class in Sao Paulo and I did a master class the day after rock in Rio, in Rio, and it was fantastic. Um, one was a, a club, and the, and in Rio was this theater that they just uh, renovated, and it was it was an, a beautiful venue. And fall and all guitar players. The one in Sao Paulo was after a runaway tour, so it was all Bon Jovi fans. Yeah. So I'm like, how many people play guitar? And eight hands go up out of three hundred. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, so let's keep this about what it's like on the road. Yeah. Because as soon as somebody goes, hey man, I love that solo. Do you start with a upstroke or a downstroke? When I start answering that, I lose, you know, eighty percent of the room
0: you see dads going to the phones or something yeah or getting a drink or going yeah. to the restroom yeah what do you do then if, if you've not got a gig and you haven't got a masterclass what do you do to relax or can't you relax if you can't do something exactly? oh, you know it's
2: the hard part about it is that if you know what would be amazing is if we had Star Trek technology and I could transport home between soundcheck and the show hanging out with the family mm. sleep in our own bed that's that would be ideal. But if I can't do that, if I just hang in my room because I've been to the city five times and I don't want to go to the pub again and I don't want to do that and I don't want to go see the church, I, I get kind of depressed if I don't yeah. do something. So is there a jam? Is there an open mic jam somewhere I can go? <laughs> and it's funny because John always finds out, and we were, I think, I think it might have been Bucharest at our Hard Rock Cafe or something where I had a friend meet me there and we got a drummer from the local band and we just got up and jammed some ACDC and some kind of shit. But we we're on a plane about to land and John goes, Are you going to jam tonight? I'm like, yeah, you got security? I go, hey man, it's just me and I don't need security. <laughs> and he goes, Thomas, get Phil security for tonight. And then I have a guy with me. So, I mean, it makes sense, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. If something happens to me, Something happens to him.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this, to, I mean, you're traveling at a weird time with all this Dude, shit that's happening. It's... Uh, been, so you've got four dates that have been canceled up to now when yes. you go across to Europe. And I, we
2: haven't even officially made the announcement but I guess the promoters or the venues have because I have people hitting me on Instagram going, oh man, what happened? You you canceled Munich, you canceled Leuven, you canceled... I'm like... What do you mean, what happened? <laughs> You're not watching the news. It's like, we didn't cancel it. It's this whole, this, uh, it, it's almost like an international crisis. It's an, a state of emergency yeah. all over the world. And it's, it's, you know, sometimes you wake up. I, I have, I, like I said, I have small kids at home, so I don't, you know, I don't want anything to happen to me. I don't want anything to happen yeah, to them. You course. get really you know. When are you next going to see your kids? How long do we got to wait? Well, we're um, um, kind of for their sake, for my whole family's sake. Like we're we're going home early now. We were gonna go home on the twenty seventh of March, and now it's the nineteenth. And I may, by choice, um, self quarantine myself before I see them. So that's gonna suck too. It's gonna be really hard to be in the same city but not be able to see my kids. Yeah. And my wife. Yeah. But I don't want to take any chances with that. Um, we're in Los Angeles and my wife just hit me today at two, clo- two schools near us and was in was
0: hills closed down. Wow. Because of what's going on. Yeah. I guess that's one good thing about FaceTime and that that we've got now is we've I mean, got you some know, interaction.
2: Well, no, th- that's amazing. And, and on one hand, I wonder how they did it before. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I wonder, how did you guys do this before FaceTime? and then on the other hand sometimes I get off the phone with my son or my daughter and they're so animated and daddy guess what we did today and they going on and on and on and then we we'll say okay guys I'm going to bed Good night," first off I can't sleep because I'm too amped and second of all I miss them more now
1: Yeah.
0: because we had that little interaction yeah you know let's say for the listeners as well can you What's happening music-wise? What can we look forward to from Philips and the Drills coming
2: up? Well, we, we've been delaying Volume 2. Mm. We, we, had, uh, we had a bionic team of uh, drummers and me and Dan and uh, Chris Lord Lordalgie mixed the record and Ted Jensen and Sterling Sound mastered the record. We love that team so much that we don't want to... You know, the record's recorded. It's been recorded. Yeah. But, you know, Chris is really, really busy and when he's not mixing, you know some of the top records in the world he's flying around the world doing mix, mixing classes and tutorials and stuff like that it's it's he, his career is incredible but of course he's in demand and we're like the little band from LA but he loves us which is amazing to have somebody like that in your corner Yeah. so we're waiting for him to be available to mix a record so we're hoping volume 2 of Stupid Good Lookings comes out in the
0: summer that's good yeah and for anybody if there is anybody listening that's not familiar with your music yeah, how would, how would you sell it to somebody that wasn't that hadn't heard you before well if
2: you like elements of classic rock which I do mm-hmm. and elements of modern rock which I do you marry the two together and you have that you know um, I get compared a lot to guitar wise it's hard to compare because I think I have a very individual style mm-hmm. when I when i sing you know when i'm singing the punky songs that were lower from the first few records i have a particular sound but when i go into my upper register i get a lot of comparisons to plant which is an amazing that's an amazing comparison but that's where my classic rot rock, rock uh my classic rock roots come from of course you know yeah. i love zeppelin i love sabbath and acdc and we did highway to hell in an encore last night we're like what are we going to do for an encore i go wait isn't Bon Scott originally from Scotland? And they're like, yeah, easy, DC, let's go. That must be great to have the freedom to do that on stage as well.
0: It's, oh, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. Because,
2: I mean, I grew up playing in cover bands and that's what made me a great musician. That's what made my ear amazing because I had to learn all these songs from a record or a tape, cassette tape. And there was no YouTube and there was no none of that stuff. We we all learn stuff by ear, but when I go into the studio, producers are like, how do you how do you catch on so quick I go uh, I learned an Eruption when I was 14 by that year <laughs> <Yeah>. so <laughs> this is nothing
0: not <laughs> yeah. what do you listen to now what do you listen to you're in um, chores around what music
2: you know what it's, I was, somebody asked me that today because I like doing Q&A's on uh, Twitter mm-hmm. and uh, I'm not to anything right now when you do seven when you do six shows and a clinic in eight days mm-hmm. yeah you kind of want to shut music out for a little bit yeah. and um, we've been like trying we've been at soundcheck it's kind of cool we had we let the vip's in the soundcheck and we try songs that we've we played for a while and see if we can work it into the set for that night yeah so it's what i guess uh, it sounds a little arrogant, but i listen to the drills when i'm listening to music
0: <laughs> Why not? so while we're on the subject of the drills uh i'd love to play two songs on the show yeah if that's all right with you absolutely what two songs would you would you like plays That would give a good flavor of what the drills is all about.
2: I think something to say, and uh, and no woman of mine. Um, those are like like I said, we have drummers. There's a different drummer on every song. know no woman of mine is how the drills approach a blues by, Because I'm not a big blues guy. I never. I've never been a big blues guy, but. My YouTube dem- demographic from years ago, when I was demoing vintage instruments, they all, hey, why don't you record a blues song, right? So this was to appease them. But again, my, the blues that I will explore is like the Zeppelin kind of blues, you know, when like yeah. the let me breaks or something like yeah. that. So we kind of went along that route. And we had Abel and Jr. on drums on that track, who's, who plays with Paul McCartney. And uh, Doug Pinnick, one of my favorite singers in the world from King's X, he also traded verses with me, so it was, it's a pretty cool track. Oh yeah. yeah, And his he stayed in his low register, and I went into my plant range. <laughs> so the two together is it's just a very to me it it I'm very proud of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Abe is amazing. Like his feel, it's it's a really cool slow grinding blues track, but. It, you know, you can feel us it feels like we're
0: gritting our teeth (laughs) (laughs) well I'm looking forward to more new music from you like I said later this year hopefully thanks yes Um, and I know you're getting ready for tonight so enjoy tonight's gig enjoy tomorrow the final night of the UK tour Um, hopefully all goes well for you I'm from Europe and you get to see your family safe and sound very soon I hope so too man I really do I mean
2: I'm not worried at this moment but stuff escalates daily it's kind of scary yeah, yeah safe, safe travels definitely. okay man thanks
0: so much. All right, thanks, thanks phil thanks, phil. thanks phil. thank you and the alarm bell as always brings to an end another interview again hope you enjoyed that uh i'm sure you didn't enjoy it half as much as i enjoyed chatting to phil because i really bloody enjoyed it <laughs> again just to say what i said at the beginning what a great guy what a great band uh, tour manager, everybody was so welcoming, so friendly. Uh, and again, in this time that we're living in, um, where you're touching elbows and clacking feet to say hello. Uh, I will say Phil gave me two firm handshakes, which was very nice indeed. <laughs> Hopefully we both survive having shook each other's hands. Now then, while I was in the dressing room, of course, I've got some of the 60 Minutes with business cards with me. I got Phil to sign two of them. If you go to the webpage for this episode and there will be a link to it on whatever MP3 player you're currently using to listen to this. Or of course, you know, you subscribe to us, you're listening to this. Our website, 60minuteswith.co.uk is the homepage of all your internet enabled devices. So you'll you'll see it when it goes up on there. There's a couple of photographs. There's one of Phil holding the business cards. There's another one of him turning them around and showing you his signature. So I'm gonna give them away we've got a competition two lucky people will win a business card signed by phil x photographic proof of course will be on the website so you can if you want to print that out and keep it with the card should you be the winner please feel free to do so this competition is open to anybody worldwide all you need to do is send us an email now you can send us an email through the website there's a contact us form on there or you can email us direct which is contact at 60minuteswith.co.uk as I record this show it is Sunday the 15th of March. I am going to give it until, ooh, when should I do, let's say midnight on the 31st of March Midnight UK time of course. All emails in by then will go into a drawer and two lucky people will each win one of the cards signed by phil what do you need to put in the email well that's up to you what do you think would give you a chance of, of winning uh, just send us an email i'll put you into a random draw that's all you need to do as well as our website of course is the twitter there's the instagram both of those are at 60 minutes with lots of things going on on the twitter competitions as always seem to be ongoing all the time you can win some great stuff and again we have got an awesome big prize coming up soon on our twitter so make sure to follow us on there if you want to win that too we're giving so much stuff away at the moment it's unbelievable we've got a reddit page which is 60 minutes with podcast you can leave us feedback on there talking about leaving us feedback there's a really really easy way that you can leave us a review for all of the podcasts that we do If you go to our website, there is a listener feedback section under reviews. You can email us, you can tweet us, you can leave it on Reddit if you want. Leave us a review of what you think of the podcast. Give us between one and five stars. We don't care what it is. If you really like us and want to give five, that's great. Thank you. If you're not too keen and want to give one, that's fine too. Thank you for at least giving us a shot. But the, uh, the reviews, the listener feedback that we get do help to get us more competition prizes. They do help us to get more interview guests. They just generally help us in lots of ways behind the scenes. So if you've got two minutes, leaving us a review would be fantastic. Now to so finish the show, the second song that Phil said to play to give you a, a flavour of Phil X and the Drills if you haven't listened to them before. I'm going to close the show off with that. So now you're going to listen to No Woman of Mine.